Welcome to the L&D Career Club podcast, where purpose-driven people come to start and grow the L&D career of their dreams. I'm Sarah Canistra, an L&D career, business, and executive coach, and I'm here to take you on a weekly journey to create a seamless, energizing, and engaging L&D career blueprint so you can live a life of fulfillment, inspiration, and freedom. If you're here to find your first L&D role, move up the L&D ladder, or land that high-level L&D role you've been dreaming of, welcome to the club. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the L&D Career Club podcast. Happy Thanksgiving week for those of you who are celebrating Thanksgiving and Happy kickoff to the holiday season. I feel like this time of year is now when we're like officially, officially into holiday season, which I can't believe. And I'm so excited to spend December doing some big reflecting on this year. And I've been spending the last couple of weeks doing a lot of planning for Q1, specifically for the L&D Career Club membership. And we have just have so many incredible things going on. As many of you know, I've talked about it before. We've moved that membership now from six months to a year long. And the reason we're doing that is to not only support you in finding and landing your dream L&D role, but also support you as you transition into it. You know, a lot of times in academies and programs, right? It's like you get that role and then you're like, okay, bye, you know, good luck. And we really want to be there to support you as you enter that and to make sure that you're still focusing on you and still thinking about you and your own career as you embark on a new career journey. So super exciting, all the things that are coming to the L&D Career Club. Right now it is still, even though we're offering uh, the one year long membership, it's still at the six month price. So it'll remain that way uh, through the end of the year. We'll be changing the price come the new year. So now is a great time to hop in to the L&D Career Club if you're not in it already. Yeah, so many great things coming in 2024. We'll we'll be sharing our content calendar and our curriculum calendar uh, coming up soon. Uh, stay tuned for that in December. But so many great things. And then speaking of great things, we are launching. This is what I think this is the program that is coming up. I can't, I don't know. They're all my favorite, right? Like I hold them all near and dear. But this, this program takes the cake because I feel like it's my baby. <laughs> it's the first program I ever did live. Uh, it's the basis for all of the work that I do. And we are doing Nail Your L&D Niche live. We're kicking off on the 29th. This will be the last time that we'll be doing any workshop series live program outside of the L&D Career Club. So starting in 2024, all of our programming, um, except for a few kind of master classes here and there, is going to be inside of the L&D Career Club. So this is the last program we're doing. Uh, if you're not a member of the L&D Career Club, you can still join this program. If you're in the L&D Career Club, it's included in there as, as well. But this will be the last live program that we'll be doing for the foreseeable future. So if you are wanting to hop into something small, a nice container, two weeks, uh, get down and dirty and figure out what your L&D niche is, right? The intersection between your skills, your interests, your values, really find the right role for you. This is going to be the program for you. You're going to get intense clarity, immense clarity, right? All of the clarity essentially in this program. Uh, we'll have five working sessions. So uh, it's not just going to be a 
facilitating to you the whole time. We'll actually be doing five separate workshop series. Each series will build upon each other. And at the end of the two weeks, you will have your L&D niche. You'll know what the right role at the right company looks like for you. You'll know how to find that role. And we'll give you the blueprint for what your next steps are after you know your L&D niche. So really excited about that program. Like I said, we're kicking off live on the 29th of November. And I am doing a Black Friday, Cyber Monday special on Nail Your Niche Live. Uh, I'm not advertising this to the greater public uh, just yet. So everyone will get an email come Friday on Black Friday. But if you're a podcast listener, you can get the inside scoop. What is up? Uh, So our Black Friday special, Black Friday slash Cyber Monday special for Nail Your Niche is that anyone who joins the Nail Your Niche Live program, as long as you join it by the end of day on Cyber Monday, which is the 27th, uh, you will then get for absolutely free my L&D resume reprogram course. So that's a $333 value right there, uh, meaning that you, once you have your niche, you can now hop right on in and start building an epic resume that will knock everyone's socks off. Uh, And I teach you my one and done resume technique, which is a way for you to just create one resume and not have to update it every single time you apply for a job. So that is our Black Friday, Cyber Monday schedule (laughs) deal. Um, Anyone who purchases Nail Your Niche Live, and you've already purchased it, you're already included in this deal too. Um, Anyone who purchases Nail Your L&D Niche Live um, on or before Cyber Monday, the 27th, you will get uh, the course for free, Resume Reprogram. Such an epic deal. I'm so excited. Okay, let's get into today's episode. We are going to talk about this inside of the L&D, uh, Nail Your L&D Niche program, but I think it's important to talk about it here just in general because we spent a little bit of time on it, but I'm going to uh, elaborate here and then we'll dive back into it inside of the program. But I've been seeing, I see this happen in waves, what I like to call the vicious application cycle. And you might be wondering what that is, and I'm going to explain it in a little bit. But, you know, I've seen this happen in waves in the sense where I see I see it less and less now because I curate my LinkedIn feed, but uh, every once in a while now it pops up that someone's applied to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of roles um, and haven't hasn't heard anything back. And, you know, it's really interesting because a lot of times we're told, right, the kind of age old advice and I think advice that's still out there from many places uh, is apply to as many jobs as you can, right? The rule of averages that the more you apply to, the more you're just guaranteed to land. And unfortunately, that's actually not the case when it comes to applying to roles. The law of averages does not apply to this because there is so much more context out there and so many more variables out there that that just it just the math doesn't math on it. And so when I talk about the vicious application cycle, this is when you are applying to any and all L&D roles, right? So like regardless of title or pay or like what the what the job actually entails that anything it's just called something or is an L&D rule or maybe you can do it or you think you can or who the hell knows right you are just spraying and praying right you are throwing spaghetti at the wall you are applying to any and all roles that just essentially mention learning or instructional design or something along those lines and you just go for it 
And again, I call that that spaghetti at the wall approach, right? You're throwing spaghetti at the wall. You're hoping something stick sticks. You don't have the clarity and it's coming from a place of desperation, right? So when we are, when we get into this vicious application cycle, it's actually from a mindset perspective, it, it's really a desperation cycle. That's why it's vicious. And so we apply to that, to any and every role that pops up that we're just thinking, okay, maybe, 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 maybe uh, I could, or maybe, all right, let's try this, right? So you apply to every and, and, every and any and all L&D roles, throw spaghetti at the wall. But then what happens is you're receiving rejection after rejection after rejection after rejection, right? And you're wondering like, wait, I did what I was supposed to do. I, the law of averages, I threw them out there. Shouldn't I be getting more in return? And so what happens is when you receive all those rejections, it perpetuates that desperation even more. And then you apply to even more roles. And what happens here is I notice people in this phase of the vicious application cycle, tend to apply to roles that now you are overqualified for, right? So you're like, okay, well, I didn't, wasn't getting those roles, so maybe I should, maybe I'm aiming too high. This is the this is the part of the cycle where you start to doubt your skills and your capabilities. Maybe I'm aiming too high, maybe I'm aiming too wide or too narrow, right? And you just apply to even more roles. And this time it can be even more scattered, right? You're just kind of going for it. There's no rhyme or reason. Again, tend to be roles that maybe you're overqualified for that you think, okay, I'm, I've got to be a shoe in for this, right? And so you prepare perpetuate that cycle. And what happens is you receive more rejections. And at this point, you're receiving rejections for roles that you thought you were overqualified for or roles that you honestly didn't even really want, but you applied for because you could do it or because you've done something similar. At this point, too, you might be getting ghosted, right? Like maybe you had one interview, you didn't hear back. Uh, maybe it wasn't aligned, right? So you're, you're, you're really getting into this cycle where now you've perpetuated not only those initial rejections, but that catapulted you into applying to roles that were even less aligned, that you were overqualified for, that you didn't even really want, and now you're receiving more and more rejections. And usually what happens here now as we continue on this cycle, it's almost like a downward spiral in a sense that just continues to perpetuate, is then I see people say, okay, well, it's gotta be my LinkedIn or my resume. And you redo your resume or your LinkedIn for the 10,000th time, right? Every single time you're getting these influx of rejections, you're changing everything, you're changing everything, you're changing everything. And then what happens? You apply to any and all L&D roles and you receive more rejections and you apply to even more roles and you receive more rejections and you redo your resume again, right? And this is the vicious application cycle. And it comes from a place of desperation and it's fueled by desperation. And so the more that you're in this cycle, the more desperate you tend to come. And what happens is even when you do land those interviews, you now show up with so much desperation energy. And we know what that's like, right? We we have all experienced being on the other end of desperation, whether it's with a friend or a coworker or a romantic partner in some way, shape or form. We all know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of some sort of desperation. And even if you're doing a really good job of trying to hide it, it still can ooze out in different ways, shapes or forms. And so you tend to continuously perpetuate this cycle because we're coming from that place of desperation, of not having clarity, of applying to any and all roles, right? And it, it gets us stuck in this cycle and it's very, very, very hard to break it. 
So what I want to talk about today is how do we start to see ourselves out of this path? So now that we know what the vicious application cycle is, um, and you know you're not alone, so welcome to the vicious cycle application support group. Uh, what we're going to do today is really start to think about, and this is what we talk about inside of Nail Your L&D Niche Live. So we'll give you, again, five days. We're workshopping through this. You'll walk out with your L&D niche, and you'll, you'll end up being in a whole new cycle, a cycle that actually works for you, you know, a cycle that I like to call the L&D career success cycle, uh, which I'll talk about at the end of this too. But we, we start to move away from the desperation energy and more into that clarity energy and knowing what you bring to the table. So the way that we do this, the way that you start to break this is really finding an aligned approach to your L&D path. And it starts with getting really clear on your transferable skills, on your interests, on your values, it's also important that you look for roles that are an aligned match for that, right? So it's not about throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something sticks. In fact, when I work with my clients, a lot of times when we first start working together, and I, I don't necessarily bring this up as a as a, something as advice, but many actually come up with this themselves, they actually pause applying for roles until they figure out what their niche is because they don't want to be continuing to throw spaghetti at the wall. And they want to make sure that what they're applying to is that aligned match. So it's getting clear on the transferable skills, on your interests, on your values, and then finding roles that are an aligned match for your skills, interests, and values. And then here comes the really tricky part in a lot of ways, which is then only applying to roles that are within your niche and align with what it is you actually want to do. And it becomes counterintuitive. If you're the kind of person who has spent weeks, days, months, maybe over a year now looking for roles, it might feel counterintuitive to apply to less roles. But the more aligned roles you apply to, the more success you're going to see, not the more roles you apply to, right? It's all about that alignment. And I have clients ask me all the time, how many jobs should I be applying to each week? And my answer is always the exact same. However many roles are aligned with your niche that you actually want to do. That could be zero this week. That could be four next week. That could be 10 the week after, right? We don't know because we don't know what's going to be popping up on the job market, but it's creating this new aligned approach. And this ends up being the antidote for that vicious application cycle. So to start doing that, I think it's really important. And we're going to do a whole activity on, on this inside of the land your L&D or nail your L&D niche workshop series where we get clear on what your career needs are. And this is the first and foremost part, right? It's, I like to think of this as, as I've used this analogy before in the show, if you, if you, if you are a listener, hello, welcome back. Um, but I've used this analogy before where a lot of times, you know, we think about starting our career transition or our career search and we say, okay, I need to, I need to lay down the foundation, but what comes before the foundation, right? If we're building a new home, and you're going and you're buying a plot of land, very rarely is that plot of land ready for you to pour the foundation down, right? So there maybe there's a tree in the middle of like where your kitchen's going to be. That's not ideal, right? That's going to have to be leveled and cut down. So identifying your career needs, get working on that confidence, right? That's an opportunity for you to really level, right? Make sure you have a level piece of land so you can pour your foundation on. Your foundation is your niche, right? That serves your North Star. And the stronger your foundation, right, the easier it's going to be to build on that. And so identifying your career needs and 
Like I said, we're going to do a whole activity on this uh, during our first session on the 29th inside of Nail Your L&D Niche Live. But it's understanding what your basic needs are, what are your working conditions need to be, what type of work relationships do you want to have, what kind of recognition do you want to have uh, inside of your next role, and what does growth look like? And we we use what's called Maslow's hierarchy of needs, except I don't look at it as pillars, or I don't look at it as a hierarchy. So he uses it as a hierarchy and then it's in this like kind of triangle. But I actually look at it as a circle because I think that your, yes, your basic needs and your job are important, but it does they're not any more or less important than your work relationships or your opportunity to grow or your working conditions or your recognition. So I think it's really important for you to think about, you know, when you are looking to break this cycle, first and foremost, do you even know what your career needs are? What is it you need from a basic needs perspective? What do you need out of your next role? When you think about the type of working conditions, what do those look like for you? Are you applying to roles that are aligned with those working conditions? What about work relationships? What does that look like? Do you want to be working in a really collaborative environment or do you really want to be autonomous? Do you want a work that feels like family, right? That's that that's a that's a, a, a testy subject for a lot of people, but some people do, all right? Do you want to have a really great working relationship with your boss? Do you want to be a part of a really big team? Do you want to be a part of a really small team? All right, what does that look? Are you people who collaborate a lot? Do you want that more autonomy, like I was saying before? So thinking about your work relationships. And then recognition. How will you be recognized? What does that look like for you to know that you're recognized for the work that you do? That's going to be different for everyone. And a lot of that has to do with values too, right? Really thinking about what what your core values are and are those aligned in a recognition perspective. Then of course, growth. What are those opportunities look like for growth? Have people grown inside the company. I just had a client of mine land a, uh, a high level role in L&D strategy. And this role was actually, it's a lateral role from what they had before. They were part of a layoff. So it's a lateral role. And they really do want to take the next step in their in their career. And they were kind of in between, in between levels at this company that they're going to. So they're hired on in a more senior senior route, but there's definitely room to grow. But what was really important to this person is that they, when they met with the team, or even before that, when they were researching the company, they were looking and looking at people's LinkedIn's and seeing, wow, you know, after nine months or twelve months, look at all these people who got promoted into that director role. This person's a senior manager into director role, right? So it just showed the growth perspective there. And again, they were able to do that research and understand that as part of their application process. So understanding what your career needs allows you to create these career transition pillars for yourself that essentially serve as this 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 box for you, right? And it's almost a gut check in a sense of when you are applying for roles to the best of your ability, right? Not all these things are going to be spelled out, but when researching the company and understanding more or talking to people who who work in these organizations, are my basic needs going to be met? Are my working conditions going to be met? The type of work relationships I want, are those are, do those exist there? The type of recognition I'm looking for, type of growth. The more that you know this, again, even when you're interviewing, you have a lot better questions to ask as well to make sure that it's aligned for you. So part of the first part of breaking that cycle 
is knowing what it is you need. Because if you know what you need, it's easy, really easy to spot when something is not what you need. But if you are not clear on what your career needs are, everything's going to feel, okay, I guess I could do that. Or I guess that sounds okay, right? Because you don't have any green flags that you can say, yes, here, this is aligned to my green flags. Or here are my red flags. I know that when it comes to my basic needs, this is a non-negotiable for me. And if I don't see that, if I don't hear that, if that's not part of the job or whatever it may be, then it's not a job that you apply to. So understanding your career needs, creating these L&D career transition pillars really serve as that gut check to make sure that these roles as a whole are roles that are aligned with you. So from there, right, if we're talking about now getting into the part of we've cleared the land and pouring the foundation, the biggest thing that you can do to start to get out of your vicious application cycle is to get really clear on what your why is. And I've talked about this in quite a few episodes, and we're going to do a whole, again, a whole exercise, our first session on this inside of Nail Your L&D Niche Live. But I always go back to my favorite Simon Sinek quote, which is, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And he talks about that in terms of sales, right? Like, you know, Apple and Nike and all of that stuff. But the same can be true when it comes to finding your new role, because really what you're doing is you are selling yourself. That is what you were doing. When you were looking for a new job, you are selling yourself. You are marketing yourself. You are selling yourself, right? You are putting yourself out there essentially as the product. You are said product. And so it's not so much about the what you do, because what you do is the same as a lot of other people, right? The the ability to, in our field, right? The ability to create learning strategy or design curriculum or develop infographics or manage an LMS, right? Like a lot of us can share those similar capabilities and those similar what, but the why behind it is gonna be different for every single person. And so when we start with why, right? We think about our why, why L&D, that allows us again to be much more selective and clear when it comes to the roles that we are looking for. And once we figure out what our why is, we can then branch out and say, okay, what skills do I want to utilize to make that why a reality, right? What, what skills am I, am I utilizing? Do I want to utilize my next role that actually make that why come to life? And then we can expand, and this is, this is really looking at Simon Sinek's golden circle, we can really expand and say, okay, now that I know what my why is, now that I know the skills I bring to the table, what, what does that actually look like in terms of the work that I'll be doing? So you're starting with that why, you're understanding what your skills are, then you're getting clear on the, the output, right? What does that actually look like? Well, now you have so much more alignment. Now you're able to say, okay, um, here's this job application that's right in front of me, this job description right in front of me. Does this role and this company align with my why? Does this role and this particular job function align with my skills? And does the output and what it is this role wants me to do, does that align with my what? And the more that you can get clear on that, then the easier it's gonna be for you to not even not even break the cycle, but avoid restarting the cycle over and over again. Because when you have that information, you're able to pause and ask yourself and use that gut check, is it meeting my my needs, my pillars? And then I'm looking at it from the golden circle perspective and saying, okay, 
Is it aligned with my why, right? Am I going to be able to live out my, my why in this organization, in this role? Is it aligned with the skills I bring to the table? And is it aligned with what it is I actually want to do and the impact that I want to have? And when you do that, it allows you to start to, it allows you to start to differentiate between your why, right? It allows you to to break that cycle. And you're doing that because you're differentiating between your why and what you bring to the table versus your reasons for your job. And this is another way to really think about starting to break that cycle. When you think about what your next role is going to be and your why, a lot of times what I hear from people is, oh, well, I, I, I want this role because I just got laid off or I want this role because I want to make more money. Uh, I want this role because I'm in a toxic work environment and I have to get out of it. Right. And so I want you to think about like how many times have you said that it's why you want a new role or this role or a future role, whatever it is. How many times has an answer like that been your response, whether out loud or to yourself? Now, the reality is that's not a why, right? Those are reasons. Those are reasons. And reasons come from a place of running from, right? So I'm running from something, not necessarily running towards something. Your reasons oftentimes can come from a place of desperation or need, right? It's it's a, it's a need in that sense. And it can be financial. It can be cultural. It can be environmental. It can be familial, right? No matter what, what it is. But it usually comes from a place of, of a need, of a desire, and not necessarily in a bad way, right? Some people who say, hey, uh, my wife's expecting a baby and I want to make more money. Okay, amazing. That's a reason. It's not a why, right? It's a reason. And what happens with our reasons, our reasons are good, right? We, we want to, we, we need to have reasons uh, because they help us identify our core needs and our core desires from a future employer. But our reasons don't necessarily help us end that cycle. Our reasons can actually sometimes perpetuate the cycle because we say, oh, well, that's better than where I'm at now. Or, oh, okay, like, look at that, look at that paycheck. I, even though this job doesn't sound that good, like, look at that salary. Like, oh, that could be really good. So, our reasons can actually keep us stuck in the cycle. So it's really important to understand what your reasons are for looking for a new job or a new career versus your why. So your why, we go back to that, right? Your why allows you to create this clear vision of what you are running towards. And so it's, it's okay to be running from. It is totally okay to be running from. And at the same time, if you want to break this cycle, you also have to have a forward vision of what you're running towards. And I kind of think of it like you're driving and you know you have a rear view mirror, so you know you can look back, right? You can see where you're coming from. It's not like you're driving blindly forward and hoping everything's okay behind you, right? So you can see, yet you are heading in a forward momentum, Your why also serves as this deeper internal motivator, especially when the process feels hard. And you need your why to break the cycle because when the process feels hard, when you've gotten a rejection or you've been told no, maybe for a job that was going to pay you a lot of money, um, or you've been told no for a job that was going to be a better culture than where you're at now, if if you're only motivated by your reasons, Well, then you're going to start to feel like, oh, God, it's never going to work out. I'm never going to find a job where I can get out of this toxic work environment. I'm never going to find a job where I am going to be able to make this much money, right? And so when we rely on our reasons too much, we end up going back into that cycle. Say, well, let me apply to more jobs just so I can get out of where I am now. Or let me apply to jobs that have, you know, that 
only I'm not even looking at the job. I just see the salary. I'm just applying to jobs that are making this salary. And so you want that deeper internal motivator that says, okay, what but what is really the reason why I'm applying to this role? How is it aligned to the impact that I want to have in my career and what what actually drives and motivates me intrinsically that has brought me to this moment right now? And Your why, like I mentioned before, is going to help clear the weight for you to build that solid foundation. Because if we're just relying on our reasons, it's going to be very, very, very emotional to go through the career transition process. And not that it's not in general, right? But you're adding an extra layer. It's almost like if you're going into it with just your reasons and that's your whole foundation and those are your only motivating factors versus that intrinsic why of like you actually having a, a motive internal motivator that's pushing you towards this type of role. What happens is you essentially set yourself up for some sort of future failure, right? That feeling of future failure. And when we're focused on our why, right, we start to see a lot more, even, and think about it this way. This is a personal story, but I'll share it with you all because I love you all. You know, I think about it when I was single and I was looking to be in a serious relationship, I, for a long time, had just reasons, you know, and I'm not going to share all my reasons with you guys. <laughs> not that type of podcast, but I had lots of reasons for, you know, wanting to be, you know, in a relationship, right? So maybe, for example, like, oh, I don't want to be alone anymore, or I, you know, want an activity partner to do things with, or, you know, whatever it may be. Now, those are reasons, but again, staying single or if if something didn't work out with someone, well, here I am back at square one and my reasons didn't help me, right? I'm just like, my reasons are almost working against me. But when I started thinking about like, what is my why, right? A deeper, a deeper reason is to like, why did I want to be in a partnership with someone? And what did I hope that was, impact was going to have on my life and that person's life and what that partnership would look like and my needs that I was going to have in that relationship? I started to see what I would call proof of concept. So I would go out on dates or I would have, you know, I would, you know, briefly date people. And when it would end, rather than look at it as a failure of, well, okay, guess I'm alone again, or I guess I don't have an activity partner again, or, you know, whatever it may be, I started to say, oh, okay, well, when I look at my why, when I look at, you know, that, that, those needs that I have, that future vision, and what's really motivating me to want to be in a partnership, wow, okay, that person, while I didn't have everything, while it didn't work out, they showed me proof of concept of X, Y, Z. Right. So it should be proof of concept of what it's like to, you know, have really great communication or, you know, to not have to wonder where that person stood. Right. So like I started to see it more of, okay, proof of concept that this this exists. And the more and more I focused on that versus the failure of it, the more I started to see that it existed. And every single time I would date someone, it wouldn't work out. I just really, I, I bookmarked it as, okay, here's more proof of concept. So now I have proof of concept from that guy and proof of concept from this guy, proof of concept from this guy, amazing. It's like these building blocks, right? 
And then eventually I met my now husband and I was like, here you are in flesh and blood, all of those proof of concepts put together. And so I tell you that story because this, like looking for a job is like looking for a relationship. It really, really is. I feel like I could write, I'm writing another book right now on career development and L&D, but I always feel like I could write a short book on like how to apply dating to job searching because it really is that, right? There's the courtship, there's the marketing of it, right? There's, you know, there's, you know, looking people up on the internet, right? There's so many parts of it that's so aligned, but really at the end of the day, it's a relationship. Like you are about to embark on a relationship with a new employer, with a new boss, with a new team, with a new role. It's a relationship. Not, not romantic, but you know, it, it's still a relationship. And so we have to think about it in terms of what is it you want from this relationship? Why do you want this relationship? If it's just like, oh, I want this relationship because like I'm tired of being alone. Well, okay. But like, wh- but why, like, what is it you actually want out of it? Because when you think about your own career, there, there's so many pieces of that puzzle that are going to make you fulfilled. And the more that you can think about what they are and start to seek out, right, the more we start to train our brains that it's possible for us and that it's a reality, right, and that proof of concept starts to come in. So the best way to really start to break this cycle is to look at your job search as a relationship search. Know what your basic needs are. Really get clear on what those career needs are in those pillars. What are your basic needs? What working conditions do you need? What type of relationships do you want to have at work? What does recognition look like? What does your growth look like? Then get really clear on your why and your versus your reasons. You should know what your reasons are. And at the same time, those stand alone, right? Those allow you, those allow you to make sure that you know what those core needs and desires are from a future employer, but it does not clear the way to build that solid foundation. Your why is going to do that. Then once you find your why, you can start to identify those skills, those interests, those talents you're going to bring to the table to make those why, that why a reality or those whys a reality. And then once we know what skills you're going to utilize, you can think about how are you going to use them to make an impact and start applying to roles that align with that. Again, that's a lot of information. We're going to go through this inside of the Nail Your L&D Niche course, the live program. Um, Right now, like I mentioned, it's going to include the Resume Reprogram course as long as you purchase it by Cyber Monday. And what happens is, is once you break the cycle, you get to start a new cycle. And I always say that your new cycle starts with defining and refining your niche. So it's a constant evolution, right? We get to go back to it. You then get to create your niche aligned personal brand. You're creating your niche aligned resume, your personal brand, right? Everything is around like who you are in this niche, this corner of the, the L&D world that, you, that you've carved out for yourself. Once you've created that brand, right? Then you can apply to the right roles at the right companies. So you have that alignment there. Then you go on interviews that feel aligned and easy. I cannot tell you, no one ever believes me until they go through it. Um, I was just working with uh, one of my last one-on-one clients, and she just landed an incredible, incredible role um, as a a senior learning consultant inside of a, a really amazing organization. And she was just telling me, she's like, I was just myself. It was so aligned. Like I didn't, I didn't have to be anything that I wasn't because it just felt aligned. And I don't mean that it's going to be easy, 
But I will always say this, when you're operating from this L&D career success cycle, there's a lot more ease to it. Doesn't make it easy, career transitioning, finding a new job, it's never easy for anyone. Like no matter what, it's never easy. And there's, there's varying levels of hard that it is, but it's never easy. But there is an opportunity for you to find a lot more ease in it. And when you go on interviews that feel aligned, that have that sense of ease, it's much easier for you to show up without that desperation energy, right? And as that authentic energy. And that's just going to help you land your L&D role, your dream L&D role. And the cycle continues because as you're inside your next dreamy L&D role, you get to now continue to define and refine your niche as you've learned more. I have a client we worked together like two years ago. And at that time, his L&D niche was all around the idea of onboarding and facilitating onboarding and really working to help people feel comfortable in their new in their new, uh, their new new role. And he really heavily leaned on facilitation and program design. And in that role, he loved that role, absolutely loved it. And he grew in it and he learned more and he met more people and he had a great team. And what he realized as he was in this cycle, he landed his dream role. And as he was defining and refining his niche, niche, he thought, wow, okay, I really have loved what I've done. And now that I've learned more, I actually really enjoy the strategy side of things. And what is he doing now? It's his next role. He's leading L&D strategy at a startup organization. And so it's incredible to see, right? And what did he did? What he did, he found his, redefined his L&D niche. He created that personal brand. He applied to the right role at the right company, went on an interview that felt aligned easy and landed that dream role. And he gets to keep doing that cycle. And so again, there's a sense of ease that comes along with it. So if you are feeling like you are stuck in the vicious application cycle and you want to move to the L&D career success cycle, I do really, really encourage you to come join us inside of Nail Your L&D Niche Live. I know I've talked about it a lot in this episode. Um, It is just such a fantastic workshop and we're going to spend two full weeks together. So normally the way that this is facilitated is that there's an asynchronous component um, plus live Q&A. And what we're doing is I'm actually, we're we're doing it full workshop style where um, I, along with Taryn, who's one of my coaches, will be facilitating each session live and facilitating the workshop part of it too. So you'll actually, what I love about it is that at the end of our hour together, you will have completed a portion of your niche. And by the end of our our two weeks, so at the end of our five sessions, you will walk away with your completed niche statement. So you will know exactly the type of role at the type of company and what that looks like for you and have that clarity. So you can then move forward and create that niche aligned brand, apply to the right roles at the right companies, go on those interviews that feel aligned and easy, and then land your dream role. And like I said, if you register before the end of the day on Cyber Monday, which is the 27th of November, you will also get the L&D resume reprogram course absolutely free. So which is a perfect, perfect, perfect next step after the nail your L&D niche live program. So I hope to see you all there. Um, I'll throw the link to that inside of the show notes. Uh, you can also go to the overnighttrainer.thinkific.com and you can register there. You can send me a DM on LinkedIn and um, get the link from me there. It's also in my profile. You can find it lots of different places. But any questions you have, feel free to DM me, ask me any questions. You can email me hello at the overnighttrainer.com. Um, already there's like, I think we have like almost 25 or 30 people already registered uh, for the program. So it's going to be absolutely incredible. I cannot wait to see you all there and I will catch you all back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the LD Career Club podcast. If today's episode sparked anything inside you, I would love to hear about it. 
Feel free to share your ahas and takeaways by sending me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram or by leaving a podcast review. And if you want more support on your L&D career journey, I invite you to join us inside the L&D Career Club membership, where we are redefining what it looks like to grow in your L&D career. Visit theovernighttrainer.com slash programs for more information and to activate your membership. See y'all back here next week.